fans of Movie Guys Podcast to the Ghostbusters Remake 2016, whatever people want to call it, podcast review. And I'm super excited to talk about this. I'm joined with Ed and Eric. How are you guys doing tonight? Balls. Pretty good. There it is. <laughs> Sums it up for all of us, I think. This is a PG-13 movie, Ed. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but our podcasts are not. Much sure. like, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, like Suicide Squad, as we heard today, right? Uh, yes, PG-13. R.I.P. Right, yeah. All right. It's all right, though. Dark Knight was all right. Ed, shut up. <laughs> I hated Dark Knight. So, I want to talk about the hype with this. I'm not jumping into it right away, but I want to talk about the hype with this. I have never been so geeked for a movie since Star Trek, Star Wars came out in December last year. Our first actual full review. Um, I went to the theater. I videotaped me and my wife calling you guys on the video phone, saying how awesome we're excited. I messaged you guys afterwards, so excited. I was so excited that I started to illegally record the show, and I was going to show it to you guys, but I decided not to. <laughs> can, I, can I ask real quick, actually, when you recorded that, that response video, or your, your reaction video after seeing the movie, you quick yeah. turned the camera to your wife, who looked like she was covering her ears, like earmuff style. <laughs> because I told her I, told her that I was going to scream. It was fucking awesome. And she was like, okay, damn it. So she covers her ears. Oh, okay. I was just like, I thought she was just like a, holding it in just kind of like in disagreement. Just like, holy oh, shit. No, I don't or kind of like uh, Chris Hemsworth in this movie. When, uh, or, yeah, uh, when he when he's, hears something loud, he covers his eyes. Could be the reverse. It could True. Be, yeah. <laughs> so as the fans already can tell, I, I am super stoked about this movie. Ed, you said that you really, really like this movie. I was holding off. I want to know what Eric thought. Eric, are you a fan of this movie? So, with the build-up to this movie, it was just getting shit on by a lot of different people. I mean, a lot of different people are saying that, and this is across the board from faithfuls who are hardcore fans of it, and from casuals who may have only seen the movie once or twice, they're just ripping this movie apart. And, like, dissecting it piece by piece about what's wrong with it. And so I'm walking into this movie fully expecting this hot garbage that they're reporting on type thing. But there's the other part of me that says, okay, no, 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 give this movie a chance type thing. As I'm watching this movie, and it keeps on going, I find myself more and more, like, enjoying this movie. And this is, it's a pretty good movie. If you want me to shorten it sweet, I enjoyed the movie. I remember, the, like, the first thing after the movie was done in this crisis, I was like, okay, I actually like this movie. It was pretty good. Like, yes. I, it was one of those where, I, like, don't get me wrong, it wasn't great by any means in my part i enjoyed it very much there's a lot of things that would change but in from all the build-up and all all the uh the shit that was happening i really i can see it but geez they're going a little harsh you know like they that. are and uh no plain and simply i enjoyed the movie that's what it was i would watch it again even oh yes i'm buying this on blu-ray when it comes out yeah. I, I i can't wait for this eric i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you like i went into this movie legitimately expecting a pile of a, a pile of garbage yeah i grew up ghostbusters i had the toys i loved ghostbusters and we had uh, we had had discussions previously you know like with ghostbusters two's the one that you watch as a kid it's a little bit more commercial but then one as an adult starts to get funnier and funnier and funnier there in this movie you know it was just it was shit on I think because not because it not because of a gender thing. I don't really think that that was the issue. 
I think even as we had all discussed, go in this, go in, see this movie open-minded. Don't, don't have any pretenses about the movie because, and maybe they were looking for something to hate on. And then they saw these couple of little things here that they just destroyed and hated the whole rest of the movie for. Yeah. Like oh, they, yeah. they really took one thing and then they just kept on rolling with it. And it's just like, just because I don't know if like they just wanted to hate this movie, you know, and I really don't, um, if I could just sum it up real quick, this wasn't as much as a Ghostbusters movie as it was a Paul Feig movie. It was mm-hmm. hands down Paul Feig movie. And I like Paul Feig movies. I think that they're entertaining enough to where it could be on HBO and you just leave it on, you know, type thing. You get the laughs out of them. The jokes can be retold and reused and reheard again and they would still hold that value to them. I, I enjoyed it. But... Paul Feig first, Ghostbusters second, and that that's not a bad thing. That's just how I saw that movie. Entertaining all the same. There, yeah, there was a lot of things again that I, I think that they would change. That I felt like for for plot building and for to kind of just roll along, there was like, uh, okay, well let's just throw a sentence or two here to just kind of wrap this up and we'll keep it going. But that's fine, you know. If just if we had, or uh, Jordan, as we had talked before, this was a popcorn eater movie. Yes. No, and, and that's the thing that I wanted to say before we actually pick this movie apart was I think, and I actually agree with Rotten Tomatoes from a critic score of 71%. This movie's not going to win an Oscar. Hell, it probably won't even be nominated for anything. Maybe not. But it was a fun popcorn movie. This was a better popcorn movie than Independence Day 2, which in reality, that should have been the popcorn movie of the summer because you're watching Independence Day 2. This was more entertaining. And comedy to one action on the other. Yeah, yeah, and we had talked about in our review that like (laughs) Independence Day Two was terrible. Oh yeah, and this is way better. This is way better than than Independence Day Two for me. But it's just the fanboys. They got the power with Deadpool, and now they're doing what every person in this world has ever done with power. When they get it, they abuse the shit out of it. Hey, we have a voice because of Deadpool, so now we have voice with everything else. And they need to shut their mouth when it comes to this movie and just watch it and have a good time. They didn't piss on the franchise. They didn't piss on your childhood. They remade a movie for a new generation with a cast that has really good fucking chemistry. These four women are perfect with each other. Yeah, I agree with that. And they pay homage in all the right ways. You know, I luckily, I mean... I saw this movie, there was me and two sets of families, and that was it. So when when all the characters, in the beginning when with Harold Ramis, the bust of Harold Ramis, right. you know, it's just sort of snuck in there. And Dan Aykroyd, the cab driver, and Bill Murray, the ghost debunker, and Ernie Hudson <laughs> being, uh, being uh, uncle. Patrice's uncle. You know, I, I, could you have seen all that coming from a mile away? The, particularly the uncle thing, you know, when he didn't show up until all of a sudden at the end he did. You, you knew that's what it was going to be. But yeah. they paid homage, in my opinion, in all the right ways that you do in a movie like this. Knowing, knowing what you're getting, your, getting yourself into. Knowing you're entering a world, you know, much like how... J.J. Abrams did with this, with Star Trek. It's not so much. He, I don't want to say he paid homage the same way, but he changed the timeline of something that has a really, really, really hardcore fan base. And although I'm not trying to parallel Ghostbusters fan base with Star Trek fan base, you know, they J.J. Abrams paid homage and changed the timeline. And at the end of that movie, you thanked him for it. Uh, Paul Feig paid homage in all the right ways in this movie, but it still stands alone. 
you know, I, I have a I have a beef with the end. We'll we'll get to that when we start to tear this to tear the movie apart. But like, I I really 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 love this movie. I found myself, you know, I walked in. I was slouched in my chair. I had my popcorn and my bottle of water. I didn't want to get soda because you know I'm trying to trying to lose a little bit of weight here. But that, not that not that the popcorn helped with that. But it's a movie and it's a popcorn movie. I knew that going in. That's why I bought it. But I think I'm I'm really I give props to these guys. I really do. Right. No, yeah, absolutely. Like I just I, and and I don't want to ramble on about it because I do want to talk about this movie and pick it apart. But yeah, I mean, like I don't know if you agree with me yet or not, but the fanboys need to calm down with this one. Mm-hmm. This one's where it's at. So let's let's start with the movie, and I want to talk about the thing that my wife and I really was impressed with: the opening ghost, the opening scare is so freaking scary. We were actually legitimately terrified. That story was great. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought maybe it took a little long to get there, but you know, and there's a lot of cup there's a lot of little, like little jokes in there at the very beginning that, that are real subtle like uh, has a had a built-in uh, what what did they say a, a built-in Irish security fence. And uh, that, and, that was uh, funny. Th- yeah, and when PT, this is where PT Barnum decided he wanted to enslave elephants. Yeah, that was good. You know? too. <laughs> that, 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 I mean, those are Paul Feig. Just that's him in a nutshell. Like that's that's his his style exactly. of directing. It set the you know? tone very very well for the rest of the mm-hmm. movie. When you hit those those first opening jokes right there too, even like just the the kind of the overall attitude, and everything. I mm-hmm. I even liked uh, uh, the part. I remember. I think my first laugh out loud moment was when. Uh, um, Ed Begley Jr. Uh, came to Kristen Wiig and was just like, you got to come check out, you know, the, the house or whatever. And, okay, fast forward. And they go and they talk to uh, to the, the guy. And they're just like, uh, yeah, who about the, you know, I had the guy that came to me and said that uh, uh, Ed Mulgrave is, is able to get the cast list. And it's like, uh, mm. uh, yeah, he said this place was ha- haunted. And the, the tour guide said, uh, no, he's been dead for 15 years. Yeah. And it's like, I knew yeah. it. I knew it. And then he walks in the camera and says, like, well, who's this guy? Oh, that's his son, uh, Elmo yeah. Graham Jr. Just like, you yeah. son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah. I mean, like, that opening scare, before we get to the Ghostbusters, before we get to Chris Wig, when it was just the guy from The Office, it's just, it, to me, it was legitimately terrifying. When he tell that story about the old man and how, you know, okay, pretty much what happens in the beginning of the movie for the fans who haven't seen this yet, and again, major spoilers, that there's this guy in the beginning who's an old guy, who's a rich guy, he had a bunch of servants, and his daughter went crazy and killed all the servants, so then they so then they put her into the basement and fed her and pretty much until she died. So they had this tour going around, and then after the tours were over, the guy from the office was there, and we had some awesome scares, better than any freaking horror movie. It was really, really great. I really liked that opening. And you, I, I, I about I the, really the door lo- handle I, screen part. Is that what you're saying? Sorry, yeah. To, to, you know, no, no, yeah. That's what yeah. it was, right? Where where it, it screams and you're just like, holy shit! Like I didn't. Yeah. No, it was the scary. It the was jump moment. Scary. Yeah. yeah, it was scary. I was shocked. I I really, really like the line though there where uh, we've been talking about that daughter's personality. Uh, what was it? Uh, Gertrude Aldridge. As I'm reading the cast list, uh, the, when they said when uh, the tour guide said, uh, you know. What was it? The they said, uh, you know, God can never make a mistake, but he must have been drunk when he, just, yeah. when he built her personality <laughs> or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, oh, it was great. Now I do call bullshit though, because it's not our job. Because it's our job as reviewers. So the guy from the office, 
gets. Uh, I mean, like, we don't see what happens. But Zach Woods up, is his name. Zach Woods. I love him, by the way. Uh, Zach Woods is in the basement. He's completely trapped. Uh, the ghost comes out. We see a little bit of her. He screams. We go and build some character development. They come back, and he's still alive. So my question is, I thought the ghost possessed him, and that was the story that we were going to follow. Mm-hmm. Like other ghosts possess other characters later on in the film. But it was like she rose out of the ground. He screamed, and somehow he got out of there unscathed. You know, the same thing That's happened in the first Ghostbusters movie, though, in, with the, yeah. in the library where... The, the ghost did that, and they went, ah, and then the camera zoomed into their face, ah, and then, you know, cue the opening the opening credits, roll the theme song, da 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 and then the next scene, you uh, you actually have, you know, Dr. Venkman and, uh, you know, Ackroyd coming in there and talking to the librarian that was just like, oh, yeah, freaked the shit out of me, type mm-hmm. thing. Okay. So, All right, well. no, no, I, I understand that part. There's a few things that I, I, if I can get into the problems about this movie too, is that again they kind of were just like uh, people seem to be arguing about pacing these days, and it seems to be a lot in a lot of movies too, whether it be Independence Day two, whether it be in the Warcraft movie, uh, Warcraft movie, whether it be in the more popular Batman versus Superman, where a lot of people shed on that pacing in that movie too. Uh, but it came down to um, uh, this movie as well, where if you were to compare it in the first one and two movies, you know that if they found green slime, ectoplasm, anywhere, they would take that and test it. And in this movie, they were just like, ah, yeah, I got, oh, I got slimed again, type thing. And so, you know, I would like to to know a little bit more about that because it it does two things. One, it lets you know maybe a little bit more about the ghosts and what's going on. And two, it lets you know that these uh, scientists kind of are taking the scientific theory and process a bit more seriously. Oh, wait, this is, it, everything's hardcore evidence. We've got to take it for sample. We've got to test, 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 you know? Rather than just yeah, assume, I, it's just kind of like, meh, because, meh. I, I mean, I'd agree with you to, to, to the extent, like, like, you would, as a scientist, take that, and uh, rather than make YouTube videos, you try to find everything you could. I agree with that. But, you all, but they took that slime as the run, that the slime was the running joke throughout the whole yeah, movie with, uh, with, with Kristen Wiig. You know, it was, it was that, you know, every time they would encounter a ghost or something, she'd get slimed except for once and they make it an end joke, you know, and it's, she, I forget what it was verbatim, but it was something along the lines of, you know, every time, seriously, why does this, you know, they, they, you know, so like they make the, they make that the running joke. I think that's probably why they didn't test it. I don't know. Maybe they just considered that to be the joke rather than a, a, a crucial plot point or something. Sure thing. Well, do you, they could have well, done do more know, with it, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, I agree. Absolutely, I agree. No, absolutely, because that's the one thing that I think that's interesting about our reviewing of this, is because we said in our previous episode about how we loved how the Ghostbusters movies, original Ghostbusters movies, were kind of for adults and they had dry humor. This is nothing but toilet humor, sort of speak. But I still oh, like... But, but it's coffee humor. My, yeah, but I still find myself laughing, though. It's, it's still, like, entertaining. And what right. I also like is Kristen Wiig is trying to be this, you know, this this respected uh, professor, you know, and she's trying to get her tenure, and then she has this dark past. And, you know, Melissa McCarthy releases their books on Amazon, and it's just, oh, it's... And then, and then they make a queef joke in a PG-13 movie. Yeah. <laughs> A lot, people, that was, yeah. a lot of people yeah. did not like that. A lot of people were were, were shitting on that, just like, oh, queef joke. Just like, well, you know what? You know, if you're going to laugh at a fart joke, you can laugh at a queef joke, okay, buddy? 
<laughs> Honestly, what it, what it was. And, um, yeah, it's Paul Feig humor, which means it's a lot of one-liners and a lot of reactions. That's mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much what it is. Almost kind of like uh, like how Judd Apatow was doing it in the early 2000s. It's just kind of the same way here. And it, it works. Like, you know, a lot of people hate on it, but it, it works. Again, the story is not the, the greatest. I get it. But, you know, if you're going in there for, like, it's a hardcore sci-fi fan expecting some sort of, like thing to add up with your physics logic here buddy then you know uh, you know ghostbusters probably isn't the isn't the fucking movie for you man like <laughs> yeah you know no, maybe yeah, wait, wait for like some sort of arthur c clark adaptation here you know or just or maybe you know chill the fuck out or something like that it's just yeah it's, it's a good fun time in the movie uh, there was um a lot of a lot of the way that they did it too, the the cutscenes, it going into that too where Chris Wick first gets slimed and then she's going, They're real, they're real and then suddenly it just it's to her on a YouTube page. It's going, They're yeah. real <laughs> And she gets fired because uh uh what the fuck's his name? Oh my god. Uh but, Charles the, Dance. Yeah. That uh uh that uh that I'm sorry, but that uh but that other professor that's her boss is the doctor from Alien Three. Sorry, nerd nerd boner there well Continue. you want to talk about you want to talk about alien 3 i mean he's from game of thrones that's the most important thing he's ever done well alien 3 is but continue whoa last action hero alien ah 3. he was in last action hero yes yeah, he yes played, that's true Played glass he was eye. Guy with the eye he was guy with the glass eye alien 3 continue <laughs> sorry so a lot of stuff was was going on with this movie and i the when you go online and review like review a lot of the hate the biggest part that I see everyone hating on is Leslie Jones playing a, um, I guess, a black role, pretty much. People saying that. Just a loudmouth, just kind of a, a token black person, and just kind of doing all that run jokes. Which, frankly, I didn't I didn't see it was that bad or anything like that. They were sure, like, they were sure there were a lot, like, a lot of hell and all moments, but it wasn't like, yeah. it, that's just Leslie Jones. Like, that's just her humor, you know? Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not familiar with her work. I, I am not. Um, you know, I. But she did, in my opinion, play that stereotypical role. That being said, I would not have known it had it not been pointed out previously. So, like, you know, if I didn't know going in that she was going to play the loud black woman, I wouldn't have really recognized it. Maybe that's my own internal, not sort of non-biased. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not. I'm by no means a racist on any level. I mean, I think stereotypes are funny, but, you know. Jesus Christ. (laughs) No, I'm just saying I think they're funny. You know, like, I'm Italian. You think I don't fucking love spaghetti? Are you kidding me? And, uh, you know, I talk with my hands. So, you know, I I think stereotypes are funny, but I would not have noticed that had it not been pointed out. I didn't notice it at all. I didn't see what people were talking about. Maybe it's because I'm in small town USA, but. I mean, I did. I did not see her play a stereotypical. Oh hell no, black woman! I just saw her as a woman that was completely not at all a scientist like the other three were, who saw a ghost, who was freaked out, who got involved, and she would do the exact same shit I would do. Smack my. I would smack any of you guys if you guys were possessed by a friend. I, just <laughs> I, I agree Thank with you, you. though, and I, I think that more, if anything, she played more the uh, loudmouth New Yorker. Than any type of uh, absolutely ethnicity uh, okay. or anything like that too. That's that, yeah. honestly how I saw it, and I'm just like I, I really because it's again like after seeing so many negative reviews, you kind of are sitting there waiting to kind of 
pointed out, waiting to see if these parts that people talk about, and a lot of them just didn't come up, you know, or just like, well, no. or you, you're just like, well, that wasn't that bad, like, that wasn't, you know, it seemed like everyone just cranked it up to 11 here, and what I saw was, you know, a very mild leg two or something like that, just like, geez, it really wasn't that bad, everybody, like, the cliff joke was, was quick, and, and it was just kind of, I'm not going to say tasteful, but, I mean... It was still funny. It, it's, it was as tasteful as a queef joke could be. It was as tasteful as, as any other fart joke could be. You know, whatever. You know. It yeah. Was, oh, absolutely. It, it got a laugh. It was a dirty laugh. Whatever the hell. Move on and do the next one. And there was a lot of, again, a lot of good parts of it too. And again, recurring gags, just like Paul Fig does. A lot of the uh, the the uh, Chinese food takeout stuff. That was yes, always yes. consistent throughout the entire movie. You know. Yes, could never get a wonton right. Could not oh, get it. A lot of people yes. were complaining too about the a lot of appearance of men in this movie too about how they either played to be uh, vindictive or they played to be dumb, or you know whatever else like that too, and I didn't really see that much either too. I mean there really weren't a lot of uh, male roles to be said in this movie, and any ones that there were they moved along, and it's not to say that there weren't any. Uh, other bitch females in this movie either you know um to add on that though eric uh i do 100 disagree though that this bashing because i think it is male bashing but i think it's refreshing and what i'm trying to say is that i've seen a lot of reviews of oh chris hemsworth is just a sexy male figure so the women can google after and the chinese takeout guys is a stereotypical dumb guy well, we get that in how many years of films of your of your stereotypical bimbo, of your whore, all these different other female roles that we are come to know that to accept. So why can't the ladies have somebody That's, to Google? I after? disagree with you, you all. Know what I mean? Okay, because first you get the tour guide, uh, Zach Woods plays a normal tour guide type thing, a normal character for him. Ed Begley Jr. plays Ed Mulgrave again, small part, but he's just a he's just the owner of a, of a house just trying to get some help he, he wasn't he wasn't stupid he wasn't angry he wasn't any one of those people they were talking about it was it was fine the dean of uh when they got fired from uh the higgins high school or, or higgins school or something like that he plays a regular just dean you know he plays the angry dean which we've seen many bosses behind a desk yelling at the person at the other side in a lot of different movies whether it be male female well, whoever yeah, he I mean, did give us a lot of funny middle finger things to do now. <laughs> yes, that was hilarious. <laughs> exactly, and so I mean, uh, and I, I mean the uh, the 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 two uh, home security homeland security agents, they were just doing, they didn't do anything that to seem stupid. They didn't do, do anything to seem angry. They just seemed like two agents that were just kind of, uh, you know, familiar faces that just want to be a part of the movie. You know. The okay. Only, mm-hmm. I'd say the mm-hmm. only the only people that really kind of stood out to be like that were uh, Andy Garcia, uh, Bill Murray, and Chris Hemsworth. Those are the three. So you had your stupid, your angry, and your in uh, your vindictive. Out of out of those three, right there. Yeah, and, but uh, but even still, like, had I, the I, most don't, time. I don't see I don't see Andy Garcia being like the dick. Because he's a dude, like the 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 woman that's his assistant, the, the press secretary or whatever, she's equally as as Thank as you. mean. You're right. You know she she's the you know she just be ha- happens to become the face of it when you know because it's one of those things like not that I'm trying to get into politics here, but let's just say for example there were ghosts in New York City and the mayor knew about it. Let's just say <laughs> for a for a highly implausible example, his job would be to make people not believe it. You know, because it would cause mass hysteria. So he's saying, "I listen, 
we know you're not wrong. We know you're not frauds, but we're going to we're going to bash you. Um, we're going to lie about you. And he, they do that throughout the whole scene, or excuse me, the whole movie. But that woman comes up afterwards and says, "Listen, seriously, what he said, he's exactly right. You know, you're doing a great job, but we're going to lie about you." And adding in with Andy Garcia, I think they add a, a, a great. Uh, homage to Ghostbusters 2 when uh, Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver are in, this, or, uh, are in that fancy dinner. They're at the fancy uh, restaurant, and everybody else comes in covered in slime. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in there, but and then they're in this fancy restaurant, and here Kristen Wiig comes in, and she's not covered in slime, but she's having a hysterical Ooh. moment, saying, "You need to evacuate the city," and blah 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 blah. This, you know, it's it's not the same. But it's it's a nice it's a nice homage. I, it just adds to, to I how much I actually thought I, the part where Lewis Tully was being chased by the dogs and he was slamming on the restaurant window. Ah, yes, I didn't. Yes. I, you know what? I didn't even think about that till you pointed it out. In the original yes. Ghostbusters, Rick Moranis. For those of you who just need a memory jog, he was running from the uh, the ghost dogs or demon dogs or whatever. He was slamming yes. on the the glass window, and it was yeah. So I, I kind of saw that in it. Uh, the mm-hmm. Ghostbuster uh, lady that I loved the most—I don't know her name. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys would tell me. But the science, uh, the scientist. Well, they're all scientists. The one that creates everything—the one with the yellow glasses. Holtzman. Yeah, uh, Kate McKinnon. Um, so you have about uh, four SNL characters on here. So Kristen Wiig, SNL, Kate McKinnon, uh, uh, Leslie, and then um, Cecilia Str- Cicely Strong, the 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 mayor's aide. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's from SNL. Okay. Yeah. Um, I loved Holtzman, by the way. I she charmed me right off the bat. She was funny. She was clever. She was smart. Uh, I would I would fight with her every day. She is amazing. I, I I loved her a lot. She charmed me right off right off the bat. I really like her. She did a good job. Yeah, and you you know you can tell that like that was one that was a, probably a really tough character to play. Because you know, it's real monotone. It's 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 basically like uh, she's, you know, to, to re- reference the old film. I th- I think she's sort of like a, a combination between uh, Egon and uh, or between uh, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd, because she knows everything, but she's like real monotone and like, why don't you understand this? She's the she's the kooky one-liner. Yeah, that's, that's it. She she's strange. She's off-putting. You can't relate to her too much but you you find her funny and, and appealing just because every so often given the situation she'll throw in that that one liner that will just be like oh okay there you go that fits in and there you go and and, and also speaking of one liners when leslie jones got me is when they went to the concert and the and the demon ghost was on her shoulders yeah. nope 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 i'm nope i'm going home that was actually going really to bed. Yeah, that nope. was really it's, funny it's not happening i'm just going home Loved, yeah. loved. Yeah. I, I still think I agree with with one thing I can agree with out of all the reviews is that Chris Hemsworth did take was probably the funniest part in this movie. Yes, he was hilarious. No, absolutely. The the best part, the best part, because all of us wear glasses, is he starts scratching his yeah. eye. He like, goes it through the lens, and, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I've got tired of cleaning my lenses because they get dirty." You know. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Which headshot oh, is better than me? I'm playing a doctor. One me playing the saxophone or one me <laughs> listening to it? Yeah. <laughs> and he holds it in and takes a picture of him up to, an, up to his ear. Yeah, he's actually like has the saxophone yeah. next to his ear. <laughs> Have you guys ever – this guy I knew for uh, right off the bat was really, really good at comedy. You guys ever saw the remake of Vacation? Yeah. 
he's in that, and he plays you know that stereotypical oh, redneck. Yeah. He was the uh, the the uncle, right? Um... With like with with definitely clearly a twelve inch cock. It was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, he, was, he he was pretty yes. funny in that movie too. It's one of those where well, he was good in Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Oh, I love Cabin in the Woods. So oh, I mean, he so was, he could do that. He he's, I he's mean, good. that's good. When you have when you can do uh, have range like that, where you can do both dramatic, when you can do action and you can do comedy, you're going to be just fine. Yeah. 100% agree. And that's what everyone so, likes is when somebody is able, an actor is able to, you know, have fun and, and you know, can do all that stuff too. That's why everyone probably loved uh, Robin Williams, people, why they, why they love Jim Carrey so much. They can do all of it, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and that's why I liked him in this too because I really find him to be funny. But one thing that's not funny, I want to know what you guys thought before I give my opinion or maybe I'll give it first, is the villain. Now, originally, when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, oh, you know what? The reviews are right. He was kind of a weak villain. But then I think about it over the weekend, and I think about it some more, and it's like, he's the same villain as the last two. All he's, I mean, like, he's just trying to control, he's just trying to release the ghost to destroy humanity. What's the big deal? I thought well, he was an okay villain. Well, he, it's, he's, I wasn't a fan of him. Uh, only because it was really generic other than the ghost thing. Sure. You know, it was, it was a guy that was bullied and was smarter than everybody and he was shit on by everybody. And then he's, but he's smart and, you know, he, he, he understands the paranormal. He's a, a parapsychologist, but, but he's a janitor. Like he, he basically tells you at the, you know, his last moments as a live person, he tells you, I'm smarter than everybody. I was shit on by everybody. I didn't get enough pussy. So, you know, so that's why he 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 does all that. So it's really generic that way. Um, I, I, to to call it a weak villain, I, I mean, I, I, he's just generic. It's not weak. It's not strong. It's just every other normal villain was. I was shit on. I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be an asshole about it. I think it's one of those again where I'll go back to where it's just like, all right, well, whatever his his foreshadowing could be, let's just wrap it up in a few parts of dialogue and then get to the get to the juicy parts get to him to him doing his thing and doing the the master plan type thing um so as far as like what motivation was that was again just as you said at in two liners right there you know i was made fun of for being too smart everyone scorned me yada 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 well now they're gonna see blah 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 so you know that type of thing but again you could have a little more development there, but I don't, you know, again, you only have so much movie. I understand that very much. So, um, yeah. but what the, what, what the takeaway is from the originals to this one is that this one focuses a little bit more on the comedy part of it, the Paul Feig aspect of it, rather than it being the actual plot building. Let's get, let's get these characters an introduction. Let's get this villain a, a more of a background and purpose. You don't, you know, you don't really need that. They recognize this no, movie was yeah. to be let's just let's just keep it going and I, again they did it, you know. Now see now, I want to talk about the ending here because Ed I know you said you didn't like for like the ending I like the ending a lot because I felt the ending was definitely a love letter to the fans because you get the haunted carnival when he becomes a ghost and he releases all the ghosts and you get the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man again that was fun I got a smile on that the only thing that I groaned was uh, the Slimer family. I thought that was a little, yeah. And, but, and I agree with you on that one, but service, it, all that it moves service. the story. All that was fan service. 
Oh, yeah, 100% fan service. I mean, it was this groany, but really, I didn't compl- – oh, my God, I'm sorry. Um, also, uh, what? okay, so please, guys, refresh my memory. In the original Ghostbusters movies, because I know people like to compare, so I'm going to be that guy. Um, they did not use their proton packs to kill ghosts. They just used them to capture ghosts. But in this movie, when they're fighting an army of the undead, literally – they are killing them. Were you guys happy with that? They, they, with their, with their proton packs, they were not killing them. I, because I made a point to to re, to look that out uh, out specifically because a lot of again a lot of people were saying, oh, they used to kill it, but the proton packs, what they would do, and I'm sure that a lot of people will either you know go back or agree or, or correct or think that, but they would, uh, they would take the their proton packs, their their guns. They would uh-huh. grab the ghosts and then they would throw them. So they wouldn't okay. burst them in the flames or anything. They would take the then throw them. But okay. when uh, Holtzman had the new stuff, the grenades and the chipper and everything else, that would do different things. And so I can understand that just because those are different parts, uh, different types of weapons. But okay. and they would explode to like the slime or something like that. But again, this is where. Maybe you could explain a little bit more of the slime, their material that they're made of. Can they be rematerialized? The other part, too, is that, like, after they were done, they're walking over, like, dead bodies. Like, the ghosts are, like, lying on the ground unconscious or something like that. And just, like, yeah, they're, they're ghosts. Like, they, yeah, can, they can I, fall through stuff. They're not just going to lay down on the ground for you to step over. It, well, yeah, but I it still, I mean, we're, 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 we're talking about, like... Killing ghosts and knocking out ghosts. If you take out the the reality of that, neither of those things can ever happen. You, you know, like I I, I love that scene as from a film perspective. Like, you know, yeah, there, a lot of people were shitting out that they were killing ghosts with the proton packs and stuff. Well, but but those first proton packs that they had, like you had said, they just held them, and they were wearing them at the beginning of that that army of the dead fight. And they weren't killing them. They were just holding them and throwing them. It was when they started to use the other ones yeah. that, it, that it killed yeah. them. So, you know, but at the same time, I, I just loved the scene. I, the whole thing, it was, that's when I, I, you know, I said it before, I, I was on the edge of my seat. I was on the edge of my seat during that fight. Not because it was a legitimate, like, you know, like in Game of Thrones when the, when the, uh, the White Walkers came and the, uh, the, you know, the King of the North in his army and the, the, Sure. So it's not like, like any the, legitimate. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't like that, but it was one of those things. Like it's it's a comedy with a great action scene that they're fighting ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. But 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 tell me what you guys think about. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Holston is her name. Is that right? Holston? That's right. Holtzman. Um, I really really liked her new inventions. Like I thought they were really cool. Like I like the double guns. I like Melissa McCarthy's punch thing. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I mean, I liked it all. Uh, the only part of the movie at the end where I groaned, and it wasn't the ghost being shot in the dick. It was where Melissa McCarthy falls into that vortex, and that was some bad CG when there, there uh, was, Kristen Wiig was trying to get her. But then again, that entire last action part was, and this is going to other reviews taking it from there, was, was obviously just them in front of a green screen. Just kind of yeah. just like, well, what do we do next? And then just kind of just like, yeah, like okay, let's just let's just hurry up and get over here too. You know, we got a release date to get over here pretty soon, girls. Let's just you know, let's get a few shots of this in. Let's keep keep it going type thing. So that seemed like pretty 
pretty easy filming there from a from a directing standpoint where it's just like okay girls just go in front of the green screen say these lines do this little movement and then cut let's go I thoroughly okay. disagree with that point. I, I, I mean, yeah, from a director's point, is you know, perspective and an actor's perspective, it's sure just do this, 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 and this, and this, and we'll figure it out in CG. In CG. But w- how it came together, I, I fucking loved it. I mean, the the vortex thing that was stupid, and then randomly their hairs white after a couple of you know flashes or whatever, like that. That was dumb. But you know, I I loved that fight. Like, I, 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 you know, it was just, it was so well put together for me that I found myself just, just loving it and smiling. I was physically smiling. All right. Well, fair enough. I mean, what do you guys think of the giant evil Ghostbusters logo as the final there's boss, your, there's your There's your, your throwback right there, because in the original first one, uh, they had said, Zool had said, uh, you know, choose the form or something like that, too. And Dan Aykroyd says, oh, I tried to make it soft and innocent. I tried to make it as cute and cuddly as possible to stay Papa Marshmallow Man. Leslie Jones does the same thing. She's like, well, can't you be something cute and cuddly? Yes, mm-hmm. yes she does say that. And, it's, and it's, it's the manifestation of something that she suggests, that a Ghostbuster suggests into that. And he says, okay. So that was a pretty nice little throwback, too. Yeah, but I will say I, that's the one hang-up I, hang, I have about this movie, is that that fucking you, you that lo- the logo is the logo and they even throughout the whole movie talk about well that's not our logo that's not who we are wait wait, wait a minute well, who, who came up with that why'd you do that can and they had that what is it uh uh bansky is that the name is i'm getting the name right banksy they had that yeah banksy they had that banksy-esque character draw the logo he's like yeah i saw a ghost and, you know and you knew what he was doing the whole time but you know and they 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 say that that's not it all the whole way through the movie but that, to me, is the one place where they fuck up. They, they paid really well homage other than the logo being the bad guy. You know, you pick something else. I would have even, you know, I, I like what they did with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man being, being a, 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 a fucking balloon. Balloon, yeah. Yeah. But, I, I mean, what else could they have picked? I don't know. I'm not here to suggest that, but... To me, that that logo, you know how many people have that logo as a tattoo? You know what I mean? So so it's one of those things that, that, I don't want to call it a fuck you, like a lot of the reviewers are are saying, but it's, it it, it just, that's the one hang-up. I will say that. I will say that that I have a huge hang-up with that. Well, see, now me, I'm actually totally different because I thought that was funny because you can't do Stay Puffed again as the big bad at the end. I mean, they just pay homage to it. So you have to do something else. And you have to do service to the fans, and you have to do something everybody likes. And I like the fact that they go with the Ghostbuster logo, but then they make him this evil kind of like... You know what he was to me? I was telling my wife this. He was uh, Oogie Boogie Thank you. from Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, I'm sorry, oh. Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas, I'm sorry. He was just a giant version of that. And yeah. I thought he was scary. I mean, I thought he was scary. I thought he was intimidating. Uh, I liked it. I did not like that reviewer that you sent us a YouTube video of that said, oh, it was stupid because they shot him in the dick. It is four women. Of course they're going to attack a guy's penis. Get over it. It's a ghost. He doesn't have a dick. Well, the other thing, too, is that that I thought they were doing it 
uh, just because of something else. But it, it, it actually did an all right reason because it, because wasn't he holding on to something? Oh, yeah, because the vortex was sucking him in. And so in order yeah. to kind of distract him a little bit, they gave him a little, a little cock shot there. It wasn't yeah. like, all right, throw all the thing into his penis and then that will destroy him. No, it was just like, hey, we need to just kind of distract him for a little bit. So yes. we'll just give him a, a little a little punch there, and then that'll that'll find. So like even that wasn't as bad. Yeah, it was just kind of no. like meh. I understand that they could have done something else, but uh, it was fine. It was yeah, it was totally it, it fine. Didn't, it didn't bother me. <laughs> it was totally fine. What well, you got... un, un, unlike you two, I did have an issue with that. I it just did that did that didn't make sense to me. Like number one, he's a ghost, so he doesn't have a dick. Number two, the the whole reason why that guy. You know, killed himself, became a ghost, and all that shit was because he didn't get enough pussy. So it has not. So even though it has to do with his dick, it like it. You can't. <laughs> he wasn't using it anyway. It. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he wasn't using <laughs> it anyway. So like, it's you. You can't use that really as an excuse to me. I I saw that. Not I, I just saw that as that's the cop out when you guys were saying about the green screen and and all that. That to me was the cop out. Sure. All right. Well. Sure, I mean that. That's fine. I, I just I saw it differently, and Eric, I know you did too, and that's fine. And that's what it, it we just do. to me. It seems like they couldn't come up with anything better. Like you know, it was the first thing that they had thought of in, you know, in in, in pre production. I'm not saying I'm I'm not suggesting anything else I because I don't you, know though. what else they could have done. No, no, I I agree with you. Like they could have had something drop on its head. They could have had uh, like a you know building that I under I I complete with you com- okay. completely. They could have had something else suck in. They could have threw something like a threw a bunch of grenades at it. I understand that, but at the same time, it didn't bother me. Okay. Yeah, and, and yes, and and I'm and I'm actually with Eric on that too. It did not bother me. But what yeah, if I if I had me. if I had a choice, yeah. I, I would have. Changed it. Go ahead. No, yeah, no, yeah. Um, so, of course, they defeat the ghost, and now they are going to be still secretly. Well, they're now going to be secretly funded by the government to continue the research. They get their amazing firehouse. They get the car again. We get all the cameos, all that stuff throughout the movie. Well, the one thing that didn't suck for me was my girl Sigourney Weaver playing a scientist. I loved it. I thought it was great at the end. And I was so happy to see her in it. I was I was really happy she was in it. Also, we forgot the Ghostbusters secretary is also uh, yeah Annie Potts uh, Janine at the hotel absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Janine Melnitz from my staff. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. So I told both of you guys after I saw this movie, day at the very end credits for a fanboy treat, and the and the scene is all the Ghostbusters are sitting around a table. And they're listening to this recorder that they brought up early in the film, but we'll just continue on with it. And uh, one of them says, hey, guys, who is Zool? What yeah. do you guys mm-hmm. think of that? Do you guys like that? Uh, you know, this is, I, this is supposed to be a franchise. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think they did it right. I think it could have been like funnier. I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm just I'm just nitpicking at this point, but I, it was well worth staying after. Yeah. Oh yeah, because oh yeah, it was a great surprise when she said, "Hey guys, uh, who's Zool?" And I read uh, some uh, stuff on Google today, and the CEO of uh, who who made this? I'm sorry, was it was Sony? It Sony? 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 Yeah. The CEO said, "I don't care about the reviews. This movie's great, and we're going to make a sequel in the next two years. It's happening." 
Yeah, so well, uh, I, I'm excited for that. So far, the the money train is uh, they, they've made back a third. It looks like so. It looks like the estimated budget was around 144 million, and uh, opening weekend is around 47 million. So that's close. That's not bad for opening weekend because they're going against uh, the heavy popularized life as pets or whatever that's just killing it right now. And and think about all the shit that has been talked on them for months. And you see, that's the last point I wanted to bring up before we ended our show and, and my thought on this. You know, Bill Murray and all the original cast members was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel with the new cast. And they were saying, you know, if, if you guys YouTube the uh, the uh, the uh, Jimmy Kimmel clip, uh, clip, you know, they, I mean, pretty much they were saying, I don't know why people are thinking this movie shit. This movie's great. If I was the studio and if I was Murray and all those guys, I mean, I'm a firm believer that any publicity is good publicity. I mean, think about it. Everybody said this movie's dog shit. Don't see this. This is the worst thing. This is worse than the room. This is worse than Baby Geniuses 2. This is the worst oh, movie there's ever. No such, there's Ooh. no movie worse than, than The Room. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, but, but like, that's yeah, what Baby the Geniuses franchise is, a, is yes. amazing. But they still made $44 million opening weekend. I mean, that negative publicity got everybody talking about it and got well, it interested to go see gonna it. People were going to go see it. And they, they, they knew people were going to go see it regardless of uh, the reviews for it. But I'm just, again, I'm surprised at how, you know what? I'm not because. With all the negative reviews that we that I've heard from Batman versus Superman too, it's just like I think people just like they they I think they want a director or actor just to jerk off constantly. Like if it doesn't involve uh, Christopher Nolan or if it doesn't involve John Favreau or some or, or Wes Anderson, then it's just it's just not worth fucking going to see. And it's just like dude, you know, chill the. Have a good time. Like whatever happened, just go in the movies and just and just calm down. I understand movies are gonna suck sometimes, but at the same time, you shouldn't go into every movie thinking this is gonna suck. I did go into this movie thinking it was gonna suck, but again, at the same time, okay, whoosh, take a deep breath. Uh, there are people there saying it was good, and so maybe something's there. I ended up enjoying this movie, and so that's just what it is. Like the movies aren't for you to go to the every, to every theater and just beat the shit out of them. You're supposed to go there and have a good time. So yes, so do it. No. Absolutely, Eric. And you know what you guys both said in the beginning of the show, and I said it myself over the weekend with you guys, this is a great popcorn movie. This is grab a soda, grab an icy, or in Ed's case, a water, and grab a popcorn, be with your friends or your girlfriend or your wife or whoever, and your family, and just have a good time. Whatever happened to that? And uh, I enjoyed the hell out of myself, and I think this is a good movie that you guys need to, I mean, the fans need to definitely see. And I think they need to judge it for themselves, not what fanboys have to say. Personally. Yeah. I'm, I consider myself a, a very big fanboy for the first two. I, I love them. I, used to, I even watched the cartoons. Um, yeah, if you wanted to compare, like people were saying, this plays more like the cartoon. Yeah, sure. This plays yeah. more like it's on its own, to be honest with you. It's, it's again, like I said, I'll go back to what I said in the beginning of the, the show. It's a Paul Feig movie. Like, yes. Quite and simply what the hell it is. So, you know, that, Absolutely. It, it's, it, that's all I can say about it. Absolutely. So let's get into our reviews overall, and we'll close out the show, guys. So Eric and Ed, do you recommend Ghostbusters 2016? Eric. Uh, yeah, I, you know, plain and simple, yeah. I won't make this very long. I'll just say I, I thought it was enjoyable. I, I thought that, if anything, 
you'll get a lot of mild laughs. You'll be mildly entertained by it if you were just not the laugh out loud type. I actually laughed aloud a, a few different times for it just because of how ridiculous and funny the people were. It was just good. You could tell like the people were actually kind of having a good time and just goofing sometimes. And it worked. I say I, I would recommend this movie, actually. Uh, if anything, just just to have your, your own opinion about it, not to actually read everyone else's reviews. Just, you know, if you love it or hate it, that's fine, but at least make it up, make up your own mind, that's what I'm trying to say. I would say Absolutely. watch it. Of course, watch it. Okay. Air, uh, Ed, do you recommend Ghostbusters 2016? I love this movie. Uh, other than my, my issues with the end, you know, we just talked about, I... Number one, you have if you own the other two, you have to have this in your collection, pure and simple. Um, but you know, all, all in, I mean, this movie, if you love Paul Feig movies, will be one of your favorites. It'll probably be your favorite of all P- uh, Paul Feig movies. Even those who love Bridesmaids, I think, you know, if you go into this the same way we did, as an open-minded kind of movie, this will be your favorite Paul Feig. Uh, that being said, I mean, the purists aren't going to like it. So it de- depends really where your thoughts lie on it, where you feel your your, your, your views lie. But for the everyday person, the everyday fan, the uh, everyday per- you know the, the everyday moviegoer, and even my friends that aren't a part of this podcast that are film lovers the way we are, and probably all of our listeners are. Um, I texted every single one of them and said, you need to go see this movie. So, yes, I, I do recommend that everybody, uh, anybody that wants to, that has the, you know, that has the time, has the ability to go see this movie. Um, do, do what I say own it? I mean, it's, 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 it's a watch. I mean, I, as much as I love it, because I'm, I'm going to, you know, it's, that's just my thoughts on it. I don't buy movies for, nowadays anyway, to be honest with you. Yeah, most people, most people don't. I, I mean, I, would I tell you to go spend 25 bucks on it to buy it on DVD? No. But, you know, spend the six bucks and go see it. I mean, I, I, for me, you know, I, I live in a small western Pennsylvania town, you know, so for a small popcorn, a bottle of water in this movie, it's, uh, it was uh, 17 bucks. There you go. Well worth, well worth it. Well worth it. Well, fair enough. And, uh, and and myself as well. Of course, I recommend it. I was the one that was boosting the hype train for the weekend for you guys. Uh, I think it's great. However, I am the 1% of people in the world that still buy Blu-rays, I guess. Yeah. So With, with Netflix buy- and everything else, I mean. Yeah. I just – for me, I don't have patience. Patience is not one of the things that I am gifted with. So – as soon as it comes out, I'm going to go buy it. I'm hey, going to go buy it the day it comes out. Let me ask you a question real quick, too, because I went to go see this movie in a relatively uh, uh, empty theater. I, I, I usually, I'm, I'm going more now to like early morning matinees just because, yes. one, they're cheaper, and, two, there's like a lot less of a crowd, especially for new release movies and stuff like that. And it's like, this is my preference way of seeing it. And so I saw this movie with maybe a dozen people in one of their, their bigger theaters, too. So there was a lot of room. You know, I had no people in my row front behind me, and I had just a full recliner pretty much to myself. It was, it was great. Do you think okay. that this movie would have been different if you would have seen it in a packed house and you're, you're going – the reaction is, is off of the crowds. You know what I mean? Absolutely, because Cause, unfortunately cause you when feel I – it. You, the, it, when a yes. theater likes or hates something, you can feel it in a theater. Oh, no, Absolutely. Uh, my wife and I actually had a very disappointing theater experience because we went opening night 
to the it was a seven twenty show opening. It was it was the first show opening night, and there was only two families there. And to go on that, the reason why I recommend this a lot is because of my wife. I watched her more than I watched the movie. I've never seen that girl laugh as hard as she did in our whole relationship. She was almost on the floor. That's how hard that she makes was you laughing. feel good, right? Oh, oh God, she was enjoying it more than Deadpool. So I'm like, okay, this is something. And we were laughing. We were only ones that were laughing because the two families that were there at the theater had a bunch of like, you know, six year olds and under. So they didn't really understand. So yes, well, they understood the, the dick punch joke at the end. Oh yeah. So if I saw this opening night with a packed theater, especially with you guys, oh, I'm sure we would have had a blast. But I'm, yeah. I'm curious because I remember uh, uh, at leaving like Friday night, uh, there was actually like some some people dressing up, you know, and they actually oh. won't, and because this is a real ritzy area over here, like in Birmingham. Uh, there was actually one guy had the replica car too. Oh, nice. really? Nice. Yeah, I, I wish I had taken a picture, but I was uh, I drove past it pretty quick, and I was like, "Fuck, I should got it." But they were like in the full, like there was six people, and there was four Ghostbusters, and then you know, uh, like the receptionist and, and the Rick Moranis. Nice. <laughs> That's funny. That's well, funny. Well, for for me, I mean, I I get really annoyed when people get super excited over fanboy moments out loud. Yeah, I, I myself am a huge fanboy, and like if I'm by myself, like I hate to say this, you know, about it, but like if I'm watching like wrestling or something, and it's a Royal Rumble and Hulk Hogan comes out, or like this past Royal Rumble when AJ Styles comes out, I was like, oh my god, like verbally. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, but when I'm in a theater, I, I just want to watch a movie. I want to watch it. I want to watch it in silence. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear other people laugh. I'm kind of an asshole about it. I'm kind of an asshole about it. I'm the same. I don't want to. I don't want to hear other people laugh. I don't want to hear other people go. You know, like when when all the other uh, cameos happened in this movie. There was this one family. There were now there was one. uh, Well, there were three. There were three other sets of people. To say the whole thing was a family, I don't know. But there was me. And there was uh, a, a small family, a uh, mom and a dad and a, and a daughter right in front of me. And then there was like a mom and a dad, and, like six kids. And then there was just like a, a dad and, a, and his daughter. Um, it, the dad, the dad clapped like the, 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 that, the last uh, group I described. It was when the dad and daughter, every time there was a cameo, the dad clapped like really loud. Nice. And, and the, the, the sense of family was like a mom and a dad and like six kids or whatever. Uh, every time there was like a cameo would happen, I'd be like, Oh my God, it's from the first one. Like, it's like, it, stop it. It's just shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I, I mean, I, to say I had a, I had, I didn't have a terrible experience. They're doing what normal people should do. I'm just kind of pretentious when it comes to going to the theater. Sure. Well, We'll see how pretentious you are next week when we review Star Trek Beyond. So. I probably will be. And again, again, I'm going to be the only person. In, I mean, the theater will be packed, and none of my friends want to go because nobody likes nerdy movies like me. Well, there's <laughs> only, uh, there was only two movies I take my dad to, to the theaters to, and that's Star Wars and Star Trek because those two he, he got me into. So my brother and I are going to take him this weekend. We're going to go see Star Trek Beyond. And also, that's, of course, it's going to be our review next week as well. I'm excited for it. I'm like the one person in the world that loves Star Trek. And no, I'm excited so. for it. But this this reboot for Star Trek is actually pretty good. I I actually do enjoy the new Star Treks. 
Yes, yes. So I'm really excited for that, and we're excited to give it to you fans. But uh, for that, for Ghostbusters, we hope you guys like this episode. And, of course, continue to download. Check us out on our website, movieguyspodcast.com, on iTunes, Movie Guys Podcast, and our Twitter, Movie Guys Pod, as well. Follow us. We we have over 100 subscribers now, so therefore we are Twitter verified, if that means anything to you guys. Um, So there's that. Uh, But anywho... (laughs) But uh, thank you again so much for listening. And uh, for Eric and Ed, uh, this is Jordan, guys. Have a good night. See you.